Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. It is toll-free at 1-866-405-8405 to the dream team. Everybody's here except, uh, well, Joey Villani, the dog father, is off at Intergroom this weekend. That's the big trade show for the groomers, and they get all around and... They talk groomer talk, which... That's what he says, but he's actually backed up on breaking people's legs, so he had to go out and catch up. Go out and catch up. up. (laughs) A little behind. Pretty amazing show, as usual. Judy has uh, overbooked it. Overbooked. Overbooked it. We have comedian Brian Donnelly, who's using his dog as a little Boston Terrier in his act, and he'll tell us all about that coming up in just a few minutes. Also, another stimulating edition of Will Dr. Debbie Get Excited? And this, of course, is Alan's new segment, which is... (laughs) I already found a sponsor. Everybody's... They're talking about that. Probably at your work, around the water cooler, you're saying, did you hear Animal Radio last weekend? They're all guessing. I just... I think the the connotation there, that people are thinking, what are they talking about? (laughs) We're talking about educationally excited, you know, because Dr. Yes. Debbie gets excited over gross stuff. You know, the grosser, the better. Smells, especially. That's uh, that's her big thing there. Uh, Stacy, what do you got going on? Okay, this might be a little personal, but if your dog kept fondling your breast, you know, just kept pushing it, touching it all the time, just their their paw just kept coming on your breast, would you think that your dog liked you? Or would you think that maybe you ought to go get a breast exam? I don't. Mm-hmm. I would not think that. That would not be my first thought. No, I wouldn't think that my dog liked me either, actually, probably. Maybe. I don't know. We're kind of close. But um, this woman did. She went and had a breast exam because her dog kept touching her on her breast. And I'll tell you about it coming up, because I know you want to know, on Animal Radio News. Yeah, we have the news you want to know right here on Animal Radio. Here's another news story that you want to know. This just came in. Judy just delivered this to me. Like uh, she ran through the studio, waving this paper at me, saying, "You got to talk Stop about this." Stop the press. Stop the press. Stop the air. The Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources and the Oak Creek Police Department say they have identified five men who've recorded trapping a deer on a private land and wrestling Aww. it to the ground to put a T-shirt on it. Aww. Why would you put a T-shirt on a deer? Poor thing. Well, I can tell you why. Because they were drunk. Is that what you do when you get drunk? You're sitting Wisconsin, around at a bar. That's that's what they that's what they do in Wisconsin. You know, they get I, drunk and they're like, "Oh, I got a good idea." <laughs> you're talking. I got a good idea. You guys got to understand. You're talking about a place where it's thirty below zero, and these yuckleheads go out on the ice. They sit in a shack. They drill a hole, and they sit there all day with their fishing pole in a hole at thirty degree below weather, thirty degree below zero weather, and 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 that's the same day their wife goes, "Hey, honey, it's our anniversary," and they go, "Oh no, I got to go." out on the lake and ice fish today oh my goodness no we can't celebrate that <laughs> they are uh the phones are ringing undoubtedly yeah, everyone send your, from send your wisconsin too. calling okay we're gonna go hey, to the we phones like next. Wisconsin. yes we love you wisconsin great cheese by the way 1-866-405-8405 <laughs> we're going to your phone calls next right here on animal radio but i don't know about their cows they're not happy like they're not cows, happy cows like california cows wisconsin where the men are men and the deer are scared we have had a storage room full of these scoop free litters that we've been giving out over the last year and we are down to our very last scoop free litter and it could be yours right now at 1-866-405-8405 this is an automatic litter for your cats if you have one cat if you have a dozen cats this will make your job easier you won't be scooping every day 
to get uh, to clean the litter. It automatically does it, and then you take the tray out. What you do it every month, about right? every month, and in between that month, I don't have to touch it or smell it or do anything. It just does it all by itself. It scoops the the waste into a receptacle that closes, so I don't have to see it or smell it, and it goes off about just a, a minute or two after they use it, so that the room doesn't smell, and I don't have to do anything with it for a month. And then I just take that whole tray, pull it out, put it in the trash, and slide in a new tray. It's that easy. People come into the studios, they say, you're talking about animals all the time, cats especially, but we just don't smell them. Well, that's because of the scoop-free litter. It is a great litter. It has a little cover. If your cat doesn't like the cover, the cover can come off. It has a health counter that tracks the frequency of your cat's usage, which can be helpful if you're diagnosing sicknesses or diseases. Urinary infections, things absolutely. It has a 90-day money-back guarantee and a one-year limited product warranty. You can learn more at ScoopFree.com, ScoopFree.com, or pick one up right now. 1-866-405-8405 right now for your ScoopFree litter. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joy Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. I don't know about you, that guy seems to be growing on me there. He's not as uh, child molester as he sounded, what, three weeks ago? Yeah. I, I think he's jazzy. I kind of like that. You like, you like, he has a very white kind of scent. I like it. <laughs> if you want to know what gets Dr. Debbie there excited. We, we have our I think answer. We found it. Yeah. I think we found it. Big show for you today. In a few minutes, we'll talk to comedian Brian Donnelly, who will be joining us. Boston comedian. Also, we're going to be talking to a lady who's taking dogs to LAX, Los Angeles International Airport, and she's uh, de-stressing passengers, should we say? Exactly. Taking them around to meet people that look stressed stressed from traveling, because stre- traveling is very stressful. Hey, Stacy, <laughs> you look so cheerful. Does your dog seem like ah, he's got the munchies all the time? He does. He kind of wants to sit back and take in the view mm-hmm. from maybe your couch, not move around a whole lot? Has your dog said, hey, dude? (laughs) Well, it could be. Your dog's getting high on pot. There's a big problem with this in Colorado. I'll tell you about it. Coming up on Animal Radio News. That is exactly Uh, how Ladybug acts. Hey. Yeah, don't you even. (laughs) Now, you know that is horrible. I mean, I've had pets that almost die from getting into either pot brownies um, or someone stashed somewhere. So it's serious. When they come into your office, they don't tell you naturally what it is. And you have to figure it out, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's usually like people are, you know, eyes are going sideways like, oh, I can't see anything. My mom's in the room or, (laughs) you know, and and I've had family members blame it on, oh, someone must have thrown something over the wall. And it's like, come on, it's from your stash under the bed, man. You know, you could smell it on you. <laughs> that almost happened to me once. I'm not. I'm not lying. I, I almost died from that. From well, I, I was. I was. I, I was living with this guy, and I came home from work, and he baked these brownies, and he took a. She was in the shower, and at that time I was pretty fat, you know, and I love sweets, and I started eating these things. And I ate like 12, and he comes out of the bathroom. He goes, where are the, where are the brownies? And I go, I've, I've been eating them. And he goes, you ate all those? And I go, yeah. He goes, I baked those with, you know, I baked those with pot. And I'm, oh, I no. was so messed up. I'm not kidding. That's why my brain doesn't work anymore. I mean, to this day, That's I couldn't talk up. for two days. I, I, it was awful, awful. 
That's uh, like the Cheech and Chong movie. You just did the most acid I've ever seen anybody eat in my life. Yep, that actually happened. I mean, that was a terror. I'll never forget that. Or maybe I did forget it. I don't know. We either one. It was terrible. <laughs> Another stimulating edition of Will Dr. Debbie Get Excited? Coming up in just a few minutes. It's just a bit, Dr. Debbie. It's like a radio bit. You know what I mean? I'm practicing my stern, uninterested face. That's oh, your stern? Hard. That's wow. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Do I sound unexcited about this? Yes. Well, yeah. well, today's Dr. Debbie, will this get the Dr. Debbie excited? Concerns desert rats and also the incredible silkworm moth. Wow, that's incredible. And we yes. actually got a sponsor for it, believe that or not. <laughs> uh, this is for Alan, is that correct, Miss Judith Francis? We head to Aaron. Hey, Aaron, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing just fine, sir. How are you? Good. What's going on in your world? Well, I've got a two-and-a-half-year-old Britney Spaniel male that I adopted from an ad in the paper that said, free to good home. And... Uh, you know, he's, he's a very outgoing dog, you know, for a Brittany. I know they're outgoing and friendly and all that, which is why I like him. But uh, I have the sneaky suspicion he's been abused and uh, trying to figure out what I can do to help, you know, bring him back, you know. He's real leery of males. So, Aaron, let me ask you a question. You're such such a good guy to care and to and to want to give your dog confidence. When you come home, let's say you come home, what does the dog do when he first sees you? Well, he uh, they run they run around, you know, give a couple of little barks, nothing big, just so you know, kind of announcing, hey, you know, dad's home, cool. Uh, I've got them in an enclosure, so they can't you know run wild, get out on the road and get hit or anything. So, what makes you think this dog is afraid of you? I mean, how does the dog show you he's afraid of you? Like when I, when it, me or my son will go out to feed him, uh, he will cower down and you know mm -hmm. show like okay yeah he, he he's almost showing like he's being dominant. And uh, yeah, well you know when a, when a dog when he cowers down do you mean he rolls over on his back or he just puts his head down? What does he do? He he will put his head down or sometimes just go right down to the ground on his belly, like you know okay. he's like he's like almost like he's expecting to get hit. Well, he's not, you know, I don't want to say he's expecting to get hit. What he is doing, he's being totally submissive to you. He's letting you know that you're in charge, that he recognizes you as his leader. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. But for a dog that's been hit or a dog that lacks confidence, the best thing you can do, again, it all starts with the walk, my man. Put him on a leash. Take him for a walk every day, 20-minute, 30-minute walk. He's walking at your side. You're calm and confident. He gets that energy from you, that calm, calm confident energy and then you praise him for you know having a good walk or whenever he does something you like you tell him good boy so you teach him a trick like sit and stay and make him stay there for 30 40 50 seconds give him a treat tell him good boy and he'll have a sense of accomplishing something and that increases a dog's confidence whenever a dog achieves success a dog gets confidence when you praise them well as i told you a screener when i called a while ago uh like if my like I said, with me or my son, any male gets near him, he cowers down. But, uh, well, he's showing submission. Him, he'll come right up to my wife and my daughter, and he's got no issue with that. 
Well, again, now, uh, it all st- uh, again, buddy. It all start. It all starts with you. It all starts with you and you taking your dog for daily walks and then teaching males how to approach your dog. And so when you approach your dog, if you tower over your dog, that makes the dog fearful. It also, you know, a weak, insecure dog will definitely cower. What you want to do is kneel down alongside the dog, look straight ahead, and pet your dog from the side and give the dog confidence you're the one who's going to give that dog confidence and teach the dog that you know he doesn't have to be afraid he doesn't have to cower down but you know that doesn't show fear that's just showing dominance you know when a dog cowers down or or bends down or rolls over dogs just being submissive to you and showing you that yes you are in charge that's all it is and some dogs are strong confident dogs some dogs are weak dogs some dogs are born with it some dogs are abused and that's how they get it. But if you walk yeah. your dog every day, if you walk your dog every day and spend time with your dog, your dog will gain confidence, and that's what you well, want to give your dog. Well, I, I spend as much time as I can working with him and all that, but I mean, I'm an over-the-road truck driver, so I'm gone most of the week. But uh, I mean, yeah, you know, we do work with him, and I, I don't yell at him, don't raise my voice. You know, but do you walk him? Do you do you walk him? Oh yes, absolutely. Walk him every day, every chance you get, whenever you're home, 20, 30 minutes a day. Just him, on a leash. Okay. And you will see, as you praise him, don't feel sorry for him, though. Just praise him when he does something you like. And no no parade, just, hey, you're a good boy. Good job. That's it. And then move on. Well, uh, thank you very much for that. Hey, thanks You're for your welcome, call. buddy. Always welcome. one 405 8405 This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Flex RX. Like people, as dogs get older, arthritis is the most common problem they face. Flex RX doesn't just mask the symptoms, it restores natural joint function. Flex RX is available at pet shops and retailers across the country. Are you stuttering again now? <laughs> Sorry, I just spit on the microphone. <laughs> ah! I love to do that to women. I bring out the drool. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Clive Sears from HGTV. You're listening to Animal Radio. Please, please remember to spay and neuter your pets. For dogs, like people, arthritis is the most common health problem, and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in spring. FlexRx is a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. All-natural FlexRx doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy joint function. With FlexRx, your dogs can enjoy an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. FlexRx is available at pet shops, retailers, or visit ProLabsPets.com. Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 kill all flea life stages, including eggs and larvae. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 are recommended by veterinarians and are available at animal hospitals and pet special. Retailers. When you think of Wall, you naturally think of Clippers. But Wall has introduced a wide range of products that promise to streamline bath time and general grooming. Wall provides a full line of pet products including clippers and trimmer kits, brushes, shampoos, doggy deodorants, and even odor neutralizers. Wall doesn't just sell these products. Their website also features do-it-yourself information on how to care for your dog's grooming needs at home. Pet owners and professionals alike prefer Wall. 
Visit wallpet.com or find wall products at a store near you. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. It's Animal Radio, my friend. Toll free to Dr. Debbie. Dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, animal communicator Joey Turner. It's one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five, and we go to Patty. Uh, well, I guess I got to hit this button over here. <laughs> Sorry about that. Hey, Patty, how are you doing? Um, well, I have a cat that I'm having some problems with. Um, I switched him to raw food back in August, and he was doing pretty well. And he was eating a lot. It seemed like his metabolism really increased, and now, but he started dropping a lot of weight. Mm. And I was starting to get really worried, took him to the vet. All the tests came back fine. And um, we think maybe I was making their food a little too lean. Um, so switch up a, the food a little bit. Now he just doesn't want to eat, and he's still losing weight. <laughs> and I just don't know what to do. And you wanted to talk to Joy about this? Yeah. Okay. He's helped me in the past. Okay. Okay, so Patty, tell me the name of your kitty. Charlie. Okay, so hold on a second. I have a feeling what I'll do is tell you what Charlie's feeling like, and then we'll probably pass it over to Dr. Debbie. Um, okay, so let me say hi to Charlie. Charlie says he thinks the reason that he was eating so much in the beginning is because he felt like he never ate until he ate that food. And then he got really full, and he feels like he doesn't need to eat as much right now. And so I'm telling him, well, that's good, and how's he feeling? He says, well... He thinks he's feeling good, but he's feeling a little bit, um, he wants to call it lethargic. He's missing some teeth, and I have no clue when that happened. He says, oh, well, they just fell out. He's not really worried about those. But, you know, I think, again, and you can talk to Debbie about this, I think that that's maybe a thing your vet needs to pay more attention to. Yeah, and and definitely, I I don't know what specific tests your veterinarian has done so far. Um, They they did like a full urinary and um, blood work as well, because... We were originally concerned that it would be hyperthyroid, and it didn't come back at all. He's every everything was a, within normal range. Okay, all right, and because that's definitely one of the the main things when I think of a senior kitty that's losing weight. We look at the kidneys, we look at the thyroid, we look to see if they're diabetic, and then from there, if we have digestive signs at all um, in a senior kitty, a double digit kitty, as I call, like to call them, um, then I look in the belly um, because some things aren't always very apparent on um, some of the testing. Um, so often I'll do x-rays um, or even sometimes in the course of a physical exam, there may be something very subtle that we might note, whether it's um, a change in the stool consistency or the bowel loops might feel a little bit more thickened. Um, because older cats can have some tendencies towards inflammatory bowel disease or even types of cancers in the, in the digestive tract. So if we're not finding anything else on the lab work, that might be the next route that I would tend to look at um, to try to solve that puzzle. And I'd agree that, um, you know, e- even being on a good lean diet, cats don't lose weight 
easily. So if your older kitty is, is dropping weight notably, then there's usually some cause for that. It's just a matter of getting to the root of it and um, kind of uh, ferreting it out, if you will. Um, well, so I that, mean, in the beginning when I switched him to the raw, he was eating an awful lot. And then everybody I've talked to who's dealt with, you know, transitioning cats to raw, they said sometimes that happens as their body's just clearing out all the other stuff that, and their metabolism does kick up a bunch. But it seemed like then all of a sudden it just kind of dropped off. But he was losing weight when he was eating like crazy. That's why we thought, you know, but I mean, let's see, in October he was 12 pounds. He's a little over nine pounds now. And the Mm -hmm. second opinion that I got yesterday said that if she didn't know his history, she would just think he was an incredibly, she goes, he's more like, he's very lean, like an athlete lean. And it just seems like we're always struggling with the food because sometimes he'll act like he's hungry and he'll be in front of a bowl of food and cry like he's hungry. Okay. There's, then I'm going to tell you, there's, there's something going on here. And, um, it may be difficult for me to truly help you without putting my eyes, ears, and right. hands on your pet. Um, because dental disease can cause, you know, pets to not eat, but it's usually not until things are very advanced. So for me, I would certainly, you know, if I felt any kind of nodule in the thyroid, any kind of lump in that area, oftentimes I will actually send, um, the thyroid panel out to some of the specialized hormone labs. So even if my, my regular local lab comes up normal and I'm still still suspicious, there are different types of thyroid um, tests that can be done to look at that in other directions. So that might be one thing. But but definitely having a good oral exam and um, if there's anything else at all related in the upper ear, um, the neck, um, then those might be avenues that we look at reasons why we don't want to eat. And, um, you know, making sure we're, something as simple as, you know, the ears are good um, because I have had yeah, pets she where... Yeah, she looked at all of that. Like a, she did a pretty thorough exam on him the other day. And he was mm-hmm. just in like three weeks before. And I'm sure my stress level on the whole matter isn't helping. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because I have one that's a really chubby cat, which is also one reason why I had to, in switching to raw, which I think overall worked out really good for him. And I mean, I would put Charlie on non-raw if I needed to. But I'm just afraid that he's just going to keep losing weight. I guess I'm just, I'm, I'm not a raw food proponent. But I guess I, the common sense thing that I would say is if he was heavier before and we're worried about the weight loss now and you're not comfortable doing more testing or, or looking further, I'd have to advocate going back to the food he was on and just seeing how he stabilizes and see if he continues to lose weight. If he does, you have a simple answer there that you've got something you need to look at. Right. I know, but I was dealing with food allergies with both of them and uh, raw food seemed to be the way. And actually, he looks so, I mean, yes, he's, I think he's losing a little too much weight, but he looks so much better. His coat's better. His activity level's, I think, better. And I was just hoping, you know, maybe he would be able to tell me a little bit more of what the heck is going on with him because he's driving me nuts. Well, good luck with that. one 405 Dr. Debbie, you're like the house of the veterinary world. You know, I mean, it's not good enough that you send a pet to your lab. You're like, I've got to find the answer. I've got to find another lab. <laughs> It's so funny you say that because I was watching House when I was on the treadmill this morning at 4 a.m. And uh, I I like... I know, I get up that early. It is insane. But you know what is the greatest thing? Because I love watching the episodes, and so I stay on the treadmill longer because I don't want to miss the ending. So you know, I wish you'd be my vet, Dr. Debbie. I'd come to you if I didn't think you'd run me over in the parking lot. You know, I'm very excited, though, because I, I have an incredible <laughs> will-this-get-Dr.Debbie-excited plan for today. I mean, I spent a, lot of, spent a lot of time on it, a lot of time, and then the light turned green, so I had to stop. <laughs> 
Hey, Steve. Hey, Hal. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Hello, Dr. <laughs> Debbie, the ever-bubbly veterinarian. Oh, I have a well. question for you. Okay. I, I am looking at possibly adopting another bird kid, and okay. she is a rescue dog. Not sure on her age, but she has scoliosis, the permanent curvature of her back. She's a little French bulldog. Okay. Gets around really good. And I was just kind of curious, what would I have to look forward to in the future as to where, um, for being a truck driver, being able to have her in the truck with me, is, is it a possibility that something could go really bad wrong and she lose her use of her back legs? Well, there's some concern. Um, and when we talk about bulldogs and Frenchies, English bulldogs, they do, they're prone to a type of vertebra deformity, usually born with it. Um, and it can cause scoliosis or what we call kyphosis, which is a kind of, instead of side to side deformity, up and down deformity. But basically, if that's present in the neck or the upper back area, uh, we're not likely to have any major problems. Um, when it occurs in the lower back, um, that might pose uh, more of a risk down the road. And the concern would be is that, you know, those misshapen vertebrae can put pressure on the spinal cord. And we can basically run into signs of um, intervertebral disc problems, pain, wobbliness in the back, legs, uh, weakness, and, and definitely, you know, varying degrees of pain. So that would be my number one question, um, you know, maybe as you're looking at adopting this baby is what areas has an x-ray been done? If not, I would I would definitely shoot one because if you see the visible deformity, that says, yeah, there's a problem there, but there could be other locations that might need to be picked up by x-ray. In the pictures and little video they got of her, you can see where it's really bad because actually she kind of we stand in there and one paw won't be touching the ground on the back and the other one will be almost all the way over to her right hand side. Wow! There. So she she actually, already has a pretty good uh, disability then, with that. Uh yeah, but she just gets around really good from what I can tell. Actually, you can ask Judy and she saw the little video <laughs> on her. Yeah, she hops around like a little frog, but you can tell it's back in her back end is really curved around to going towards her front end. Yeah, and, and really for me, you know, just just having the scoliosis is is not necessarily a you know a problem by itself. But it really is the de- degree of impingement we might have on the spine and her comfort level. So if I had her here in front of me, what I would do is do a good neurologic exam, kind of test her nerve function to her feet, and feel along her spine. If if we picked up any pain along anywhere, um, then those might be some signs that you know we could anticipate some some serious problems. Um, but uh, definitely, I'd say an X-ray of that lower back would make me feel better to you know kind of give you more odds as far as how big of a problem she could have uh, with some pain down the road so i didn't answer that question for you did i (laughs) but i I just wanted to call and find out because you got all sorts of answers and you always have really good answers dr debbie oh well thank you so much and and hopefully this little baby is going to find her way into your life and you know special needs dogs are you know they're a tough adoption um so i i would certainly commend you shower with lots of love D Herbs, home of the Full Body Cleanse, also offers 100% all-natural, all-herbal pet care products with over 400 products available for both you and your pet. You know the importance of human health and nutrition, but what about your pets? Jumpstart the health revolution and experience healing holistically and naturally for you and your pet. 
go to dherbs.com. That's dherbs.com, providing solutions for better health. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-645-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-645-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-645-MY-TV 1-855-645-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-645-MY-TV 1-855-645-MY-TV This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. There's been a lot of talk about getting rid of elephants in circuses, especially here in the U.S. PETA's petition, Ringling Brothers, many times sued them, and actually Ringling Brothers has sued PETA and, and won. But circuses in England have made a little progress. They're prohibiting wild animals from their shows, and this is going to start December 2015. Agriculture Minister David Heath said the two-year grace period would allow circus owners so they could arrange for suitable care. There are currently 20 licensed wild animals that work in the circuses. These include camels, zebras, and snakes, but not the elephants, the monkeys, gorillas, the chimpanzees, or the big cats. Under the term of the draft of wild animals uh, in circuses bill, the ban will cover any creature that's not normally domesticated in Britain. Well, when a disaster strikes, immediate measures are taken usually to save human lives. But the loss of animals has a huge impact on livelihoods, especially in a place like Asia, where 70% of the population is dependent on farming. So New Delhi had a conference uh, with the NDMA, that's the National Disaster Management Authority, and um, they were trying to help people in the farming areas, uh, and they've released some national guidelines on biological disaster management, which also included a special chapter on animal disaster management. The idea of the conference was to integrate all stakeholders, sensitize them about the guidelines, and then increase connectivity at the grassroots level. They pursued a policy of holistic disaster management. NDMA co-hosted the conference along with the World Society for the Protection of Animals, which has been working with governments across the globe during disasters. An animal rescue worker received a rescue of her own when her dog alerted her to a cancerous growth that was in her breast. This is crazy. Um, Miriam Cooper, she's 57, she knew something was up. Her six-year-old pug, Flo, kept repeatedly nudging her right breast. 
The Birmingham UK woman performed a self-exam and realized that, you know what? I got a lump. So she got medical attention and she was declared cancer-free in December. She said that I thought she was just being annoying, but without her, I'd probably be dead. The lump was so deep, I wouldn't have ever found it without Flo the Wonder Pug. Doctors told Cooper she had a grade 3 malignant tumor, and at this stage, tumors are expected to grow pretty fast. But her tumor was discovered in time so they could remove it. Flo isn't the only dog to help sniff out disease. Cancer-sniffing dogs are a growing area of medical research. Scientists around the globe have studied dogs' ability to detect bladder cancer from urine samples and lung and ovarian cancers by sniffing a person's breath, to name a few examples. Flo can't understand what she's done for me, said Cooper, but she did treat her dog to a big, juicy steak after she returned home from the hospital. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Just replace a disposable litter tray once every few weeks and never handle messy waste again. Learn more at ScoopFree.com. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. If you depend on prescription opioid painkillers or heroin to get through each day, you may ask yourself, how did I get here? Withdrawal and rehab seem like scary and difficult roads, but there is a different way. I know because I was just like you and I found it at TurnToHelpNow.com. At TurnToHelpNow.com, I learned about different ways to get help, including those in a private setting without the need for daily visits. Find your courage and go to TurnToHelpNow.com today. Mom, I had the best dream. <laughs> well, good morning to you, too. Okay, so I was a knight. I had a sword, and our house was a castle. There was this angry dragon. It was kind of scary. Oh, yeah? But I protected the castle. Oh, that's my brave little man. I'm glad our castle is safe. Your home is your castle, and sometimes you need help defending it. The National Association of Realtors supports maintaining homeowner tax incentives because they make home ownership more affordable for more families. Learn more at HouseLogic.com. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. I have wood ants feeding on me, Doctor. Debbie, what should I do? Wood ants? Yeah, it's on my head again. How do you get wood ants on your head? I, I don't even know if I want to know this. <laughs> Dr. Debbie, my head is made out of it. Oh, well, you're cutting yourself down. 
Hey, hey, Dr. Debbie. Yeah, you know, Dr. Debbie, for a really smart person, sometimes. Okay, if it's going to be a comment about the blonde hair, I take it fully. <laughs> I totally, I can be a dingbat. I know I can. You're not a dingbat. We are just moments away from another stimulating episode of uh, Will. Well, let's get Doctor Debbie excited. Thank yes. you. I'm glad. That's yep. the, that's the title. We're going to stick with that. Yes. Oh, this is really cool. This is happening at LAX. Is that correct? Okay. We have Heidi Hubner on the phone. Hi, Heidi. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am just so excited. All of Twitter about what you guys are doing at LAX. You're taking dogs out to LAX. Uh, LAX, for those of you that don't know, is the uh, Los Angeles International Airport, and you're having them what calm, stressed passengers. We are. You know, traveling can be stressful sometimes. So we have our therapy dogs that will be behind screening to de-stress passengers. You know, somebody might be leaving and missing their dog. They can come, you know, up and get some love. Kids, adults, you name it, anybody who wants to pet a dog, we've got them there. This is a great That's idea. Awesome. Who, who yeah. came up with this idea? Was it a happy hour idea that you, you guys all were sitting around after work drinking and saying, why don't we take the dogs out to LAX? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, you know, it's interesting. San Jose Airport has the same, pro, same program they launched 10 years ago. And somebody caught wind in upper management about the program, and they said, Heidi, this is something we want to do. You know, you're our animal expert and animal lover. How can we do this? And I took the ball and ran with it. Where did the dogs come from? The dogs are with Therapy Dogs, Inc., which is a national nonprofit organization that has therapy dog programs all over the United States. How's it working so far? Are the uh, passengers enjoying this? Oh, you guys, it's been such a success. I mean, when you see people start smiling and you feel the stress level lower immediately and, you know, strangers start talking to each other and just the comments that they make saying, man, you know, I had the worst traffic getting here, but this has made it all better. Or maybe somebody's flight is delayed and, you know, they just smile and say, this is, thank you so much for this. This has just brightened up my whole day. Oh, I love it. What do you think about this, Alan? Isn't this a great... It's awesome. Uh, did you have to get... Because, you know, when people are happy, that unhappy people try to stop that from happening. How did you get permission to do this? I mean, it's, it's, it's a wonderful idea. Well, thank you. Our executive director, Gina Marie Lindsay, is, she's wonderful about embracing new programs and anything to make you know the passenger experience better at LAX. So when we presented this idea to her... And she said, you know what, make it happen. I think this is fantastic. And, you know, I'm hoping that more airports will want to do the same program and they can contact me. I will help them in any way that I can. How can they contact you? They can visit the website, which is www.lawa.org slash VIP. This is a fabulous idea, I think, but and I don't want to be a Debbie Downer here, but uh, <laughs> but, uh, but what about you know? Have you had any kind of repercussions with folks with animal allergies? Is is that something that's come up yet? You know, that's a really good question, and we did have somebody you know say they had allergies, and the volunteers go through a training with me in case a situation like that would come up, and you know they acknowledge the passengers, they think saying thank you so much for letting me know, and they move the dog away to an area away from them. And the same thing, too, let's say somebody just isn't an animal lover. That's okay. You know, they let the volunteer know, and the volunteer, you know, have a great flight, have a good day, and they move on to the people who would like to see the dog. These dogs wear uniforms, so you can identify them, right? Right. They have a red vest 
that has the pup logo on it as well as pet me because we want passengers to know that yes these are you know our airport dogs that you can go up and pet they're not working dogs you know with like the canine unit or somebody's personal dog or a service dog and then the volunteers also wear, wear red vests as well Hey, if you ever you ever want to have some fun, you know, just march one of those dogs into the cockpit of the plane with the passengers already loaded and tell the passengers it's a new program. This dog is going to be flying the plane. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just love what you're doing, and uh, we'll put links to learn more over at the Animal Radio website. Heidi Ebner joining us and the new program at LAX to uh, calm passengers with dogs. So if you're heading through LAX, catching your flight, you see one of these dogs in these uniforms, forms go on by and pet them i'm gonna put on a pet me shirt i'd like to get <laughs> <laughs> that's funny you guys thank you so much for having me on i really really appreciate it take care have a great day now that's the best idea i've ever heard on this show that's just that's stellar next weekend we have emmy lou harris is that correct the one and only this will be her second time on animal radio and she's having a concert called Wolfstock, and she'll be joining us and telling us about that all next week right here as we celebrate our 601st show right here on Animal Radio. Vinnie Penn coming at you, your resident party animal on Animal Radio. Topic today, of course, is going to be animal communicators. Now, admittedly, I don't know much about this, nor do I even understand it. The dog whisperer, the all of this whispering. Uh, I wish there was more whispering going on in my house, to tell you the truth. Although, when I do hear whispering in my house, I do get very suspicious. And not that a surprise party is going to be thrown for me. The, these animal communicators, I don't necessarily understand how they study this, how they... they uh, become an expert in this. I, I remember at one time on my old radio show, a female listener calling in and saying that she had a new boyfriend whom her cat seemed to attack every time in the middle of the night. My, of course, immediate uh, suggestion was maybe he shouldn't be sleeping over so quickly. Come to think of it, she never called in the show again after that. Her belief was that the cat didn't like The boyfriend, and she wanted to find out why, and she brought in the animal communicator who said the the cat was feeling envious, it was infringing upon her turf, all of these things that really uh, any schmo would have known right out of the gate. She, of course, had to pay a communicator to come in and help her figure that stuff out. I say, how do you know this guy wasn't one of those guys who thinks it's funny to douse beer on the cat every time you leave the room? Guys are stupid like that, especially when they're dating. They think that kind of stuff is hysterical. Furthermore, in the animal communicating thing, when when they find a, a cat or a dog calling one particular place in the house like their place and staring blankly at a picture on the wall, and they have something akin to a seance where they're like... They're looking at that photo. They're in touch with that person. Maybe they've been reincarnated. No, maybe you have mice, bugs. In any event, I don't want to kill an entire line of work, but animal communicator to me doesn't seem all that different from that lady that you used to call on the phone. What was her name? The Jamaican woman who was like, Hello, woman, you're going to find love in your life. Unless you're my sister, anyone is going to. I'm Vinny Penn, party animal. Animal Radio. 
take another one for our animal communicator, Joy Turner. I believe we have Dan on the phone. Hey, Dan. Hey, how's it going? Good. What's going on? Oh, me and my wife are getting separated, and um, I have a little pool, and we're both pretty attached to her, and I just want to figure which way is the best way for her to stay with, you know? Okay. So, Dan, tell me what your girl's name is. Sparkle. Okay. She says, well, she will answer your question here with me, and then... Both you and your wife need to talk to her about why the two of you aren't going to be together anymore because that's really her preference. Dogs are yeah. so very much what well, animals are so very much like kids in this kind of circumstance. They always want the family to stay together because that's what they're familiar with. So do talk to her. Just think about a lot of uh-huh. pictures in your mind about why, from your perspective, the two of you are splitting up. And uh-huh. she says, does she have to choose only one place to be? Oh, no, not really. It's just which one would she rather go with, you know, because she has one house and I have another house, you know. She understands that, but she's wanting to know is can she spend time with each of you? Yeah, yeah. That would be her preference rather than having just one place that she goes to and never sees the other. Uh Uh-huh. She'd like to be able to see both of you. Yeah, because the uh, wife has uh, a couple dogs, um, a couple cats and another dog, and I just wonder what... Was that giving her a problem, you know? She says... She's been... Because she's, been, she's a loner. She's, she's been a loner ever since, you know? Yeah, and she says, well, not enough of an issue that she would never want to see your wife. Um, uh-huh. Do you uh-huh. find that you're lonely without her? Of course. Have you people... Do you people have no feelings? Dan is getting separated, <laughs> people! Dan, listen to me, buddy. Before Joy goes on, you, my shoulder is here for you, my man. My shoulder is right here. I care. I love you, Dan. A good thing. 38 years of marriage, you know. (laughs) Yeah. She says, so here's the deal. She wants to be sure that her mom knows she still loves her. Uh And she says, if you're lonely without her, she thinks that mom would be less lonely because she's got somebody else there with her. Uh She wants that to be the deciding factor, not who she would prefer, because she thinks Uh that's just a question she cannot win no matter what answer she gives of course so so, yeah so she says so if you're the one that's going to be the loneliest then she'll come and stay with you and maybe sometimes mom can take her for like a day or a weekend or something like that but she wants it to be the most lonely one to get her oh okay and ask her how her her pills work and her new pills she says, well, she thinks so, but she doesn't think she's been taking them long enough for her to really know. So what are those okay. pills for, Dan? For arthritis. Yeah, she thinks that maybe they're doing some good, but she needs to take them a little bit longer before she can know. So ask your vet how long they feel it's going to be before there should be a noticeable effect for her. Okay. They said a week or so, two weeks, you know. Okay, and how long has it been now? Oh, just about two weeks. Okay, well, she needs a little longer, so give her another week. Okay. There you okay. go, Dan. Hopefully, hopefully that answers some questions for you. We feel for you, buddy. I'm All right, buddy. I appreciate that. Thank you, guys. There you go. You really upset uh, Alan here. Uh, nobody, nobody. Dan answered. Dan calls up. He says, I just got a separation. And nobody says, sorry, Dan. We're real sorry. Are you doing okay? Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody. My heart. I'm crying. But he was, okay. he was so upbeat about it, though. I mean, he I'm sounded so upbeat. He seemed at peace with it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to go get a snack. I'm sorry. You want to hug big, big guy? Here, come here. I'll give you a big, big old hug there. I need a donut. I need comfort. <laughs> It's Lisa Laporta from HGTV's Designed to Sell for Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your pet. 
You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. And we'll head to the phones in just a second. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewy's. Natural goodness for dogs made with raw USDA-inspected meat. It's raised naturally. There's no added hormones, no antibiotics, just good food, and the official food of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. Learn more at Stella and Chewy's. Stacy, what do you got coming up? Well, four guys in Miami are building a pretty big boat, and it's not to go deep sea fishing. They want to let every single animal go two by two onto this boat. Yep, they're resurrecting Noah's Ark. Ooh. <laughs> I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Hey, guy. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Where are you calling from today? I am calling from Morro Bay, California. Oh, beautiful. Are you listening on KVEC? I am. I love that station. That's our hey, home, hometown station. Had, I was going to say, we've had quite a few callers from Morro Bay. Okay, so uh, you wanted to talk to Dr. Debbie, right? Uh, thanks for taking the call, Dr. Debbie. And uh, your staff is, uh, or your helpers are uh, very uh, professional and persistent, so I feel fortunate. Awesome. Uh, my, well, good to hear my, that. How can I help you? All right, my, my question uh, is regarding dental hygiene on dogs. And mm-hmm. the uh, question is regarding um, anesthesia, you know, because the okay. dogs frequently um, have to get put under for anesthesia or under anesthesia for a good thorough dental cleaning. And the question is, is um, you know, are there certain protocols? Uh, my, uh, my dog, 12 years old, um, has lost some weight recently, meaning losing weight would be going. She's a Bichon Friche. Uh, she went from, uh, we'll say, 12 pounds to like nine and a half pounds. Ooh, that's pretty substantial. And so the question is anesthesia and then um, um, what kind of protocol prior to anesthesia as far as blood tests and are there any norms or what would be considered um you know uh conservative um you know precautions mm-hmm. okay yeah you got a couple good questions kind of buried in there so i'm going to break them apart so the first question for your your particular baby there from dropping 12 pounds to nine and a half now have you been making efforts to get your baby to drop weight or did that just kind of happen accidentally no, she's, always been, she's always been around you know uh 12 pounds and as she's getting older she's becoming more finicky and she's not really uh eating very well so Mm -hmm. one of the thoughts is that her teeth are bothering her because there are there is some plaque and tartar maybe that's part of the problem and so we're um uh, taking her to uh the schedule to go to the vet for teeth cleaning and our concern is um you know anesthesia Absolutely, yeah. Now, for me, I can tell you, now, if you came to my office and we were talking this very conversation before I'd say, oh, yeah, the weight loss is probably the teeth, in an older pet that's dropped weight in that kind of proportion, I'm going to say I'm going to recommend more of a medical workup before we talk about the teeth. Now, that is unless I see some big snaggly teeth hanging out your dog's mouth and clear abscesses there where I can easily blame that on causing a pet not want to eat and to dropping weight. If I don't see that, then for me and an older pet, I really say, okay, let's back up a little bit. I'm not in a rush to put your pet under anesthesia. I want to make sure that there's not something else that we can attribute this weight loss to. And that might entail doing some baseline tests. Um, they could be considered pre-surgical tests, but it's really more what we find dictates whether or not we go to that step. So basic blood work, a chemistry panel and a blood count, 
um, if anything came up on the physical exam, it wouldn't be out of line to do some x-rays. Check that heart. See if there's anything big, any kind of masses, anything unusual going on internally. And then for some older pets, especially if they're in the double digits, um, I actually like to do a pre-surgical EKG just to check the electrical rhythm of the heart, make sure we don't pick up any arrhythmias or any kind of changes that might signal that there's a problem with the heart. Um, those would be things that we would definitely want to look at. But I, I think the basics are really for your baby to get a look at some lab work just to make sure we don't find any other kind of age-related chronic diseases that can come on. Um, uh, heart, the, uh, uh, heart conditions and weight loss, are they common? Uh, links to one another? Not always directly with those things, but we can see some other problems that um, may be present that can attribute to the weight loss. So for those things, I'd be looking liver, kidneys, you know, do we see any signs of um, anemia, any signs of uh, evidence of tumors? Heart is really more for just kind of the anesthetic safety. So that isn't so much related to the weight loss itself, but more just, okay, we're talking about anesthesia. Let's make sure that this heart is doing what it should be doing and uh, that we're not going to have any extra concerns with anesthesia. Now, the second part of what you're asking is, like, you know, do we take that into account um, as a veterinarian? If we have a uh, old dog, if we have a fat dog, um, say if we have a Italian greyhound, yes, all of these things mean something very specific um, to the veterinarian. And most veterinarians have different anesthetic protocols, so we don't treat everyone the same. Um, and uh, you know, if a dog, young dog comes in for a healthy spay neuter type surgery, we have kind of different cocktails or different protocols we might use for that pet versus the 12-year-old dog um, that we're concerned about anesthetic safety, maybe we define some kind of health problem we're watchful for. Those pets, we're going to use different protocols. And they um, there's kind of a whole combination of things that we look at and we administer to a pet going under anesthesia. So it's more than just gas. There are sedatives. There's medicines that kind of help regulate the heart rate that decrease secretions in the airway. So there's a lot more in that injection that we give um, than you might think. So all of those things, I'd say, would be very important. Um, and, uh, you know, ask your veterinarian. Definitely, you know, let let him or her know that you have concerns about that. And you just want to kind of ask them, hey, you know, what are you doing differently now than you did when you cleaned her teeth when, you know, she was two years of age? And um, it's something that, you know, we're all quite comfortable explaining because it is something we uh, address the individual for mm-hmm, anesthesia. Mm-hmm. So I hope that helps. Did, did that answer your question? It, it does. So is there any kind of a, uh, a threshold or precautionary threshold that would be, I, I don't know if I've used the word industry standard, but uh, at one point in time, is it advisable to, because what I hear hearing you say um, with my particular situation, to just put her under anesthesia without a workup would uh, would not be advisable. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and in my office, you know, I can tell you, in this last month, uh, we kind of had this big dental special, and you know, there were some different discounts. And I actually sent uh, two clients out the door uh, mad at me because I would not put their pet under anesthesia for a dental cleaning um, because there was something on the physical exam that either kind of raised my uh, interest or kind of sent some little red flags up. And um, you know, whether they didn't wish to look into that or they couldn't do that, it was just in my uh, opinion, it wasn't the safest thing for that pet. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by The Herbs. With over 400 products available for both you and your pet, jumpstart the health revolution and experience healing. I'm going to say it, healing. 
Go to dherbs.com, providing solutions for better health. And let's provide a solution for Tenny right now. Hi, Tenny. How are you doing? Hi. I'm doing fine. How are you? Oh, splendid. You must be, like, calling from the south somewhere. <laughs> you can tell, huh? <laughs> I, lo- I love it. If you've been listening for any time at all, you know I love those southern accents. <laughs> well, I do have one, I guess. But I know you called to talk to Alan, our dog trainer. Uh-huh. You like southern accents, Alan, don't you? I love southern accents. I love southern women. I love everything about the south, especially where it is in the south. There you go. Can't beat it. <laughs> so what's happening with your dog? Actually, I have two. Um, my oldest one is four and a half, and it's a mini schnauzer. And we have, in the last year or a little over, we have gotten a uh, chihuahua uh, weenie dog mix from the pound, and uh, we kind of rescued it. But uh, he is uh, a barker, and, and the barking is, I know, in his nature with the weenie dog, I mean with the chihuahua, they do tend to bark a lot. But uh, we have trained them both to stay in the yard, and they have recently decided the yard crosses the highway, <laughs> and they're bothering a little boy next door. Uh, over there, uh, Angel, our oldest one, has she loves to be petted, and this little boy pets her. And I think Tucker, the other one, is trying to protect her, but he barks at the little boy, and I'm trying to break him from that. I can't seem to to do it. I don't really know if there's something maybe you could do to help. Yes. Yeah, so you, uh, the dogs, run out of the yard across the street. Is that what they do? Yes. Well, the easy way to get the dogs to stay in the yard, of course, you could get one of those leash things that screws into the ground, and they've got like 20 feet of rope or leash, and, the, and they can't go across the street if you can't be there to correct them. The easiest way uh, for dogs to be taught not to do something or that something is inappropriate and you don't like the behavior is that you have to be there to make the corrections. You have to be there to, to stop the behavior. And, uh, you know, the one dog is not trying to protect the other dog. That's not why she's barking at the child and getting all crazy and cranked up she's just trying to be uh she's afraid and she's probably more likely trying to make the child afraid and trying to be in charge you know she's she's acting trying to be the boss is what it is and the child doesn't know what to do so she's getting her way and and the more they bark the more you feed into it the more you yell stop 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 the worse it's always going to be because dogs don't know you're yelling stop 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 they just know you're reacting to it they actually think you're joining in they actually think you're a dog and you're joining in with the same behavior they don't know that you want them to stop barking because you're yelling and the only way to teach dogs not to do something is to make firm corrections when they're doing it and the way you make a firm correction is either with a jolt of a leash or will you poke them in the neck and redirect their energy and their attention or you just go hey and you poke them in the neck. You've got to let them know that, no, you can't do this. This is not what I want. This is not the behavior I want. And as soon as they stop doing it and they calm down, that's when you praise them and you say, oh, good dog. So that lets them know, yeah, he likes this or she likes this behavior. She doesn't like that behavior. So if you want to teach your dog not to bark at the child, you actually have to be there while it's happening, make the correction instantly. And that's critical. It's got to happen instantly, within a second, or the dog doesn't understand what's wrong, what you're correcting him for. Does that make any sense to you? Yes. Do little exercises where you walk your dog across the street on a leash. As soon as your dog starts to bark at the child, turn the opposite direction and walk away quickly. 
Your dog's going to get jolted in the neck by the leash. Don't say anything. Just do that. Then turn around again. Start walking towards the child with your dog on a leash at your side. As soon as your dog starts to go kooky or you can see your dog shifting into that kooky state of mind, turn around and walk the other way very briskly. Your dog's going to get a correction. And your dog is going to figure out that every time she barks at this child, she's going to get a major correction. And that's a real simple way to teach your dog not to bark. Now, it's going to take time. You're going to have to do it for a long time consistently. Your dog will every now and then slip back into that bad behavior, so you've got to be there to make the corrections. Does that make sense? Yes, I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you a lot. Take care of yourself. You're welcome. Okay, there you go. I hope that helped. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. We have comedian Brian Donnelly, who's using his dog, his little Boston Terrier, and his act, and he'll tell us all about that coming up in just a few minutes. Also, another stimulating edition of Will Dr. Debbie Get Excited? And this, of course, yes. is Alan's new segment, which has <laughs> already found a sponsor. Uh, hi, uh, is it Tiana? Tiana? Tiana. Tiana? Hi, Tiana. How are you doing? Fantastic in yourself. Oh, splendid. What's going on? I have a nine-month-old um, English Mastiff puppy, and she jumps like a Mustang, and it's killing me. I got her when sure. she was about five months, and she kind of came doing that, and I've been really strict trying to train her, and she she generally won't do it, like, to me, but to my partner, most of all, when she's getting fed. And she's, like, now she's about 110 pounds. Before, she was only, like, 60, 70. It wasn't so, so bad, but it was still a lot. Now she's getting bigger, and I'm afraid because she knocks us over. Well, might I say, first of all, Tiana, that is a gorgeous name, and I like it so much I'm going to take it from you, and from now on I want you folks to address me as Tiana Cable. Thank you so much. That is a gorgeous thing. But, you know, it's funny. When a person gets a dog when they're little and they're puppies and they're jumping on you and you think, oh, they love me, they like me. Actually, when a dog jumps on you, what a dog is doing is invading your space and disrespecting you and taking you over. So it's not really happiness and love. It's disrespectful. So to teach your dog not to jump on people, you said when you feed the dog, the dog jumps on your partner. You're going to have to stand there with a – you're going to have to learn – you're going to have to learn to be quiet and stand still. Still a lot. Can you do that? Can you be quiet and stand still a lot? I'm talking for like a minute on the clock. Both of you have to learn to do this. Do you think you can do that? Yeah, that'll be something we can do. Okay, what you're going to want to do is whenever your dog jumps on you, you're going to take a firm step forward and use a word, whatever word it may be. For me, it's, hey, hey. You take a firm step forward to where you almost knock the dog over, okay? And you say, hey, in that way you're taking your space back. And you're going to do that every time the dog jumps on you. And then you're just going to stand there silently looking straight ahead. Don't look at your dog. Don't talk to your dog. Now at feeding time, when you take the dog's food, you take the dish, you put the food in the dish, and you stand there with the dish You don't say anything. You don't do anything. You just look ahead with the food, and you do not put that food down until the dog becomes totally calm. And you might have to stand there for a minute or two or three on the clock, but you don't put the food until the dog down, till the dog is calm. Then when you do put the food down, you don't let the dog go at it immediately. You stand in front of it. 
and and just look ahead, stand in front of it. He tries to run around you. You change direction and herd him away. You take total control of the food, and you don't let the dog have the food until he's calm and until you give him the go-ahead. And use a hand signal for the go-ahead. Don't use the word okay. Use a hand signal. Point at the oh. food. Your your dog will totally understand it's okay to eat now. But you've got to be consistent, and your partner's got to take her space back and teach the dog to respect her. Does that make sense to you? It totally does. Like, we have a boy also. He's two, and he's she did really, really good with him. It's just, it's just a puppy. She's, I don't know, this dog is crazy. And she's been that way, like, since she came. We have other dogs, and she's trained them all that exact same way. We put the food down. They don't move until we let them know it's okay to eat. But um, yeah. this puppy, she's kind of, uh, okay. I'll, she's I'll got a lot of energy. Tiana, she's got a lot of energy. You know, when people go to buy dogs, what do people do? They walk in the pet store, and they, they pick the dog that's the most lunatic. You know, he's wagging his tail. He's jumping around. He's shaking back and forth. And people go, oh, he likes me. I want that one. Well, see, actually, that dog is just very, very excited. And when you pick a dog out, you got to pay attention to the excitement level of the dog. You'll see some dogs are just sitting there, and they're not doing anything. And people are like, oh, I don't want that one. He doesn't like me. But in reality, you might want that dog because he's already calm and mellow. So you don't have to teach him to be calm and mellow. With an excited dog, you have to teach the dog to mellow out. And it's a little bit of work. It's a little bit of work. Yeah, it's feeling like a lot of work. She, my daughter has cerebral palsy, and every time she walks away, she's eight. And the puppy jumps up and hits, pushes her in her back with her front paws. So so here's how you stop it, girl. Here's how you stop it. You know the dog is going to do it. So you have your daughter turn to walk away. As soon as the dog makes his move, you step right in front and go, hey. And you and you poke him in the neck gently with your fingers, like like your teeth or your fingers. You poke him and you walk okay. right in front of him and you move him back. And you okay. teach the dog to respect people's spaces. So you, you have to be alert. You have to watch what's going on and be there to make the correction. So the best thing to do is keep your dog locked up until you're ready to work with him in that way, to give him the exercise. So you're going to call your daughter into the room. You're going to say, okay, we're going to do it now. So then your daughter starts to walk away. You're ready. The dog makes his move. You step in front. Hey! And you take away the space. You don't let him invade your daughter's space. And you're going to teach him with routine and consistency and calm energy that, no, you're not allowed to invade people's spaces and jump on them. That is not behavior that I want. And that's okay, how you and do I'm, it. This question's answer should be obvious. But like with our other dogs, make sure they're not in the same room, correct? Yeah, well, if the other dogs are contributing, I'd have to be there to see it. But sometimes dogs are instigators. And, and you might have a dog that's calmer than you think, and the other dog is getting them all revved up. Okay. So, yeah, so you want the other dog. Yeah you, yeah, you have to work with them individually. And, again, like I always tell people, you've got to walk your dogs every day. It all starts with the walk. The walk is so important. Yeah, and make sure he's not in front of you. Make sure he's not in front of you pulling on the leash. He's, he's on your side. Oh, she's crapping out. I'm, see, I'm sorry. Tiana Cable can no longer hear you, but I know you're going to do a great job. Just be calm and be, be, and be consistent and teach your dog rules. And thanks for calling. 1-866-405-8405. My name's Tiana. I don't know what you're drinking today. Well, Dr. Debbie, I just got a big old whiff of you. <laughs> My Dr. Debbie in the morning 4 a.m. coffee blend. 
Okay, let's play What Gets Dr. Debbie well, we, Excited. We gotta wait, we gotta wait. We can't, we don't want to blow it here now. I mean, this is what we call forced listenership. So if you don't like any of this crap ahead of time, we got some good, fun stuff coming up. Will Dr. Debbie get excited? And I mean excited in a knowledgeable way. Like, oh wow, that's really something. That's cool. I didn't know that. Or I, or I knew that, but that really, wow, yeah. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Wall Home Pet Products. Pet grooming can be easy and pain-free with Wall's extensive line of grooming products, which include everything from clippers to brushes to shampoos. Pet owners and pet professionals prefer Wall. That's hard to say. There are a lot of P's in that. Visit wallpet.com to get started. That's W-A-H-L. And if you're in a shelter, if you work for a shelter, call me now. I'm going to give you one of these huge packages from Wall, which includes the uh, lithium-ion rechargeable pet clipper kit, the odor neutralizer, the oatmeal shampoo, and the no-rinse waterless shampoo. And you're going to make those dogs look so good that next time there's an open adoption, someone's going to go in there and say, that is the animal that I want to take home. 1-866-405-8405 right now for the Wall Clipper. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A cat in Columbus, Ohio, helped save the life of his owner by dialing 911. Police aren't sure how to explain it, but they received the 911 call with no one on the line, so they sent over help. When they got there, Tommy, an orange and tan striped cat, was lying by the telephone. His owner, Gary Roshism, was on the floor near his bed where he had fallen out of his wheelchair and he couldn't reach his medical alert necklace. Roshison said he had tried to teach Tommy to dial 911 on the speed dial before, but he wasn't sure if the training stuck. Police officer Patrick Dougherty says he knows it sounds kind of weird, but he can't seem to find any other explanation. Roshison just calls Tommy his hero. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Here's the secret to dazzling mom this Mother's Day. Surprise her early with a gorgeous, unique, multicolored rose bouquet from FiestaRoses.com. Live, fresh-cut roses in jaw-dropping spring colors you've never seen before arrive long before Mother's Day, so mom feels extra special. And that legendary FiestaRoses.com quality means her amazing, multicolored bouquet still lasts well past Mother's Day. Plus, it pays to call or click FiestaRoses.com right now. Use promo code MOTHER and save 20% by ordering early. Call 800-707-4833. Call now and remember to use the promo code MOTHER to save 20% by ordering early. Impress mom that you didn't wait till the last minute. Go to FiestaRoses.com and use the promo code MOTHER to save 20%. Or call 800-707-4833. That's 800-707-4833. Or click FiestaRoses.com. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog, only the good stuff. For more information, go to Stella and Chewy's. If you depend on prescription opioid painkillers or heroin to get through each day, you may ask yourself, how did I get here? Withdrawal and rehab seem like scary and difficult roads, but there is a different way. I know because I was just like you and I found it at turntohelpnow.com. 
At TurnToHelpNow.com, I learned about different ways to get help, including those in a private setting without the need for daily visits. Find your courage and go to TurnToHelpNow.com today. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by D-Herbs. With over 400 products available for both you and your pet, jumpstart the health revolution and experience healing. Go to dherbs.com, providing solutions for better health. And I know this is what we've been waiting for all day long. And that is, of course, Alan's new segment. Uh, inspired? What inspired this segment, well, Alan? You know, I, I I really get a big chuckle, a big guffaw out of Doctor Debbie when she talks about gross stuff, and it, it really gets her uh, intellectually intrigued. You know, the grosser the better, and it just made me laugh. And I thought, you know, one day I thought I got to come up with something where I can try to get her uh, intrigued every single week. So I came up with, will this? I want to talk like that announcer guy. Will this guy get the? Go ahead. Will this get Doctor Debbie excited? <laughs> So, uh, we'll first see. of all, you you guys have to guess if this concerns the silkworm moth, the silkworm moth, moth and, I, and I'll bet that at least nine of these are on Dr. Debbie's coffee table. But do you think this will get Dr. Debbie excited, Hal, Judy, and, and Joy? What, what do you think? Well, does it involve uh, smells? That, that's the kind of thing that excites her. It's hard to tell. Extra genitals. Yes, she loves that. Oh, you're, you're getting warmer. You're getting much warmer. I think much this is going to get her excited. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Right. Right. Joy does, Dr. too. Dr. Debbie, the silkworm moth has 11 brains. Ooh. Cool. Is that exciting? Like is that exciting? That is. Not exciting? How big are they? That's exciting. I, I don't know. I figured you had like nine on your coffee table and you could tell me. <laughs> you know what? That kind of gets me a little excited, but yeah, I still feel a little bit unsatisfied there. It's yeah. just like right, there's right. got to be more. Okay. How about the desert rat? Will, will this get Dr. Debbie excited? This concerns the desert rat. No. I don't no. know. She seems kind of lackluster today. You yeah, know? She I'm going to really, say no. Yeah, I'm going to say yeah, no. I'm all right. Well, all right. You guys enjoy You could be wrong. The desert rat can copulate 122 times in an hour. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I got Hal excited. In wow. one hour. Wow. wow. In one hour, yeah, one hour. Okay. And, and here's a, an extra added bonus for you. The membranes in a dog's nose, if unfolded and laid out, would be larger than the dog itself. Holy moly. Did you know that, Dr. Debbie? I have heard that somewhere along the road, but... Uh... Yeah, it would have been exciting maybe had I not heard that before. So sorry, Anna. I'm, I'm very excited about that. The desert rat got to you. I'm very excited about that. I, I have a better guide of where to go next time. I'm learning. Ding, I'm learning, ding, discovering, ding, 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 exploring, ding. and growing. Hi, Dina. Hi. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Save us. Good. <laughs> we got to get off this track of conversation. What's going on with your animal? Good question. Um, well, I have a. She's a little over five years old. It's a Cavalier Poodle mix. About two years ago, she started chewing and licking her paws all night long. Um, she okay. also scratches wow. under her chin. Um, I've tried doing a topica. I've tried a different steroid. We've tried all kinds of things, and I don't know what to do. I can't keep her on the steroids, although her itching will stop. It's not good for her. Um, And I wonder if there's anything, a homeopathic something other than vinegar that Mm -hmm. might help. Someone said do vinegar because it's a yeast uh, buildup on her feet. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different, and 
many of the different skin products that your veterinarian might have have some component of vinegar. It's usually not something very, um, you know, purified. Uh, I shouldn't say we would not want to use pure vinegar on the feet. That would be a little too irritating. Yeah. I guess I'm, I'm kind of curious. So you've had your baby on atopica steroids and what else did you say? Um, I can't remember the name of the steroid. So okay. I, and that was it. So she's okay, tried those when- two things. Um, I try trimming, you know, I keep her hair because she doesn't shed. I keep her, her feet trimmed up pretty good between her toes. Mm-hmm. It's just she licks all night long. Neither one of us is getting sleep at this point. Oh, dear. That's and I keep, I keep trying everything, and I keep going to the vet and spending lots of money on a dermatologist, but it's not, not seeming to give her any relief. Okay. And for when I hear of, um, you know, licking and chewing the paws, of course, allergy alert button goes way up. So that's definitely one of the main focuses. But we also don't want to forget some of those um, ongoing problems that can accompany allergies. And in the feed area, we because it's kind of in between the webbing and there's that hair in there, we really have to be watchful for problems like yeast infections and bacterial infections in there. So that would be a big focus. And, and as much as you hate to spend more money at the vet, sometimes getting some samples from those areas and evaluating that and making sure we're treating that oh, road. I, I have. And she's gone through all the allergy tests and everything. She is apparently is allergic to dust mites and grass. Okay. And is she on allergy therapy right now? The injections? No, it didn't work. We it tried did not. uh we tried it for about mm. seven months. Okay. And it didn't really work. Nothing happened. Okay. Yeah, and most dermatologists would tell you with allergy therapy, what we call immunotherapy, where you give the injections uh, to desensitize your pet, that really, we need to be prepared for the long haul. So even seven months of not seeing an, um, a change is a little bit premature in some books. Um, so most people, I try to have them prepared for at least a year of being faithful with that before we pull the plug and say this isn't helping at all. Now, granted, you still need to have other avenues to try along along the way. You can't wait it out. We have to deal with the problem at hand. But that just sometimes can be a little bit early before we give give it up and throw in the towel on that. Oh, okay. Um, so for me, for the long-term uh, solutions, when we have a pet that we've tried a lot of different allergy problems, uh, a lot of different approaches, I, I really, for me, I'm a firm believer in dealing with things like diet and going with a hypoallergenic diet. That is one of the number one strategies, especially if we don't see great improvement with steroids. Um, that is a number one thing, and it takes a lot of tough love. It takes training the people in the household that we cannot give little treats and biscuits and other foods. We have to stay very stringent with a food allergy trial. Yeah, so for yeah, me, that, that would be... Too. We've got her off all grains. We'd give her more proteins. I also give her like chicken breasts, or if we're having a beef, I'll give her some beef or lamb or fish. Um, okay. That is not a hypoallergenic diet at all. So if we want to be serious about a food allergy diet, we really need to be very... There's two different approaches. One is we do a hydrolyzed protein diet or we do a limited ingredient diet. Those are the ways that we deal with food allergies. It's not just changing brands. It's not going to grain-free. Those are great ideas, but they really don't treat it 100%. So you got the right idea. I would just want to make sure that we're really getting the true idea. Now, if I have a pet on a food allergy diet say it's a prescription food by company A, and we feed that, and I say, oh, you know, I'm eating a little pizza. I'm throwing my dog a little crust of pizza. You've just ruined all that money you're spending on that special diet. Yeah. Because 
that effect really can take many weeks to get that little crust of, of, of pizza crust out of her immune system, if you will. So you really have to be ready with a food allergy diet for eight weeks of being very strict, sticking to the food. And for me, I'm a big fan of the hydrolyzed diets, which kind of different brands are out there. Purina has one. Uh, Science Diet has one. Um, but those are sold through your veterinarian. So you, you really would want to talk to them about that. Um, there's other approaches with the limited ingredient diets. Those used to be things like uh, lamb and rice, which we did, uh, gosh, decades ago. It used to be a great uh, limited ingredient diet, but it's in a lot of foods, so pets have been exposed to it. And with this type of diet, we want to stick to maybe one protein source and one carbohydrate source. Um, so you don't really want to be adding things into those diets. It's okay. just really important to stick with that. Now, some other uh, things, long-term approaches that I'll look at will be uh, other causative factors with a pet that has allergies. Thyroid problems, not uncommon in some breeds of dog, and we can have a low thyroid that can make them have more difficulties with the skin problems and more uh, recurring problems. So if you haven't had your baby screened for a thyroid problem, that would be a wise choice as well. And then really, as far as, I, I guess I can't stress enough the, you know, the surface of the skin, what's going on in there, what we can do, whether it be a antifungal, antibiotic, a treat really what is on your pet's uh, skin surface. And that might give us a little bit more relief and symptoms and also kind of get us uh, more comfortable and get you guys sleeping. <laughs> and, uh, in regards to um, antihistamines, uh, there's a lot of different ones out there. Some will help the baby sleep better at night as well because they do have some sedative quality. Um, and if you've tried up most of the human ones, sometimes I'll even go to the human uh, varieties, uh, things like Zyrtec. But, uh, you know, again, always using that with your veterinarian's uh, recommendation and dose recommendations there. Okay. Well, that's great. A lot of information there, Dina. And I've tried a couple of things. I just, I don't know if there's anything I could just put on her feet at night so she'll get some sleep. <laughs> and then yeah, yeah. attack the other, the other ideas with the diet. Yeah. And as far as for, you know, anything that might help just topically, it really is going to depend a bit on what's going on on, on the skin surface. If you do have uh, inflammation, if there's redness, in many cases getting a, a topical spray that's uh, not oily, but more of a water or uh, alcohol base that has an anti-inflammatory like betamethasone in it, that would be a very good thing to kind of help take some of that itch down right before bedtime. That was betamethasone? Betamethasone, yeah. It's a type of steroid, it, and given topically, it can be um, very helpful. Just kind of curbs that itch. Um, it's a temporary thing. So, okay. Yeah, just something to kind of get her through, and then um, try to change these diets a bit, and then I'll meet with the vet again. Okay. Sounds great. Thank Good you so point. much for your call. Well, great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Dina. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Mom, I had the best dream. <laughs> well, good morning to you, too. Okay, so I was at night. I had a sword, and our house was a castle. There was this angry dragon. It was kind of scary. Oh, yeah? But I protected the castle. Oh, that's my brave little man. I'm glad our castle is safe. Your home is your castle, and sometimes you need help defending it. The National Association of Realtors supports maintaining homeowner tax incentives because they make home ownership more affordable for more families. Learn more at houselogic.com. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. 
It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. Today we're asking people to name their one favorite meal for one from Stouffer's. One favorite? Stouffer's lasagna. But how about the barbecue chicken? Grilled white meat chicken coated with a sweet and tangy sauce with a side of cheesy potatoes topped with crisp bacon. Yes. So that's your one Stouffer's favorite. Oh, but I also like Stouffer's meatloaf. Classic meatloaf with a rich tomato glaze smothered in a savory gravy with a tasty side of... Hey, where are you going? You kidding? The store. Stock up on all your favorite Stouffer's meals for one today. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that provide hours of fun for you and your pets. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Four Miami men are taking a page from the Bible. According to the Miami Herald, Rodolfo Almira and his three friends have begun to build a replica of Noah's Ark. Apparently, Almira was inspired by the images of animals in need following Hurricane Katrina. So he followed measurements that have been laid out in the Bible. He and his three buddies set out to make the ark a reality. In the six months since they've started, the foursome have managed to erect the three-story ship's lower deck. But this little project hasn't been without its setbacks. Almira has been slapped with building code violations. How do you slap a building code violation on something that was uh, got the plans laid from the Bible? I mean, what? They, they're, the windows are not up to code? Well, people were a little smaller back then. The group is also running short of money, and Almira estimates that they are could cost a total of $1.5 bucks. When the project is complete, he's hoping it'll contain a museum, as well as a small zoo. Veterinarians are warning Colorado dog owners about the possibility of their animals overdosing on pot edibles, like, you know, marijuana cookies and brownies and things like that. First of all, keep the chocolate away. Uh, the pot, too, I'm assuming. Health officials say they've seen a steady rise in marijuana toxicity cases as this drug becomes more readily available. A recent study in the official journal of the Veterinary Emergency and Critical Care Society reported 125 cases in the Denver area between 2005 and 2010. Severe symptoms can include vomiting, tremors, urinary incontinence, and even death, as well as your dog kicking back going, Hey, <laughs> Give me some more kibble, man. That looks pretty good. And that ball, that's awesome. Let's go, let's go kick it around, man. Dude. When your dog says dude, you know you're in trouble. Okay, a year and a half ago, <laughs> oh man. A year and a half ago, Ruth London was in intensive care in a hospital in Boca Raton, Florida. She had pneumonia. She was just out of it. She was hallucinating that she was in jail. But then, her husband had a great idea. He said, bring in the family dog, Delilah. It was a little white Maltese and see if the pet could calm his wife down. Well, in the hospital room, that dog ran to Mrs. London's side, nuzzled her hand, and she came right out of that delirium right away. So they've decided that, uh, 
it's really a good thing to allow a pet into the hospital room. It helps people, especially older people. And uh, the University of Maryland Medical Center in Baltimore actually lets family pets visit their owners as long as they have certain requirements that are met. And a dozen other medical centers across the country are doing the same thing. In the end, officials decided that the benefits, comfort, and reduced stress for patients were more substantial than any of the risks. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that exercise and entertain your pets. Learn more at Frolicat.com. Okay, everybody, so Jim is going to take us all through the company's plans for marketing, sales, and manufacturing for the next five years across every facet of our global business. Then we'll break for lunch at Buffalo Wild Wings. Jim? Okay. Um, growth. Great presentation, Jim. Thank you. Lunch, everybody. Lunch at Buffalo Wild Wings. Amazing burgers, deliciously hot wings, and great sports. That's a lunch you can't wait to get to. <laughs> Who wants more wings? Oh, yeah! <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Here's a surprising summertime fact from new Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. We all know that irritants like bug bites and poison ivy can make you itch. But what you might not know is how. Actually, it's the histamines your body creates in reaction to these irritants that make you miserable. But now that scratch has met its match. New Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. Its maximum strength itch medicine blocks your itch-causing histamines fast for long-lasting relief. New Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. The relief you've been itching for. Use as directed. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. Hi, this is Betty White. All us animal lovers love animal radio. Please help every way you can to make life better for our animals. Radio. We are celebrating our connection with our pets. I got to tell you, I'm a little self-conscious right now. I was just checking our tweet feed, which uh, I'm starting to do during the show right now. Apparently, I'm not. Uh, I stutter a little bit. I guess I don't know. Uh, Pretty plus more writes. I think the guy on Animal Radio might have just had a mild stroke on the air. <laughs> See a doc ASAP. So. Uh, Pretty plus more. Thank you for your concern. I'm just fine, I think. Right? Judy, am I okay? You're, you're your usual. I, whether that's okay or not, I won't go so this far. This is to how say we that. normally say Yeah, that's here. normal for Hal. Yeah. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Wall Home Pet Products. You know, pet grooming can be easy and it can be pain free. And Wall's extensive line of grooming products, which include everything from clippers to brushes to shampoos, they've got it all. Pet owners and pet professionals like Joey Volani, they prefer Wall. 
Visit Wall at wallpet.com. W-A-H-L. Can we give this away right now? Go ahead. Oh, this is very cool. Wall has given us a lithium-ion rechargeable pet clipper kit to give away to an individual. If you'd like to pick up on this, and then you can, you don't have to take your pet anymore to Joey Volani and get charged those tremendous prices. That oh, he, he's expensive. He really is. Oh, but he's worth it. are so bad. He's worth it. He's worth every penny. Joey. And why isn't he defending himself? <laughs> yes. he, he's out today, by the way. He's, yes, uh, we can talk about uh, We can talk. He's it. out well. He's out well. Yes, yes. he is. He isn't sick. one 405 this uh, rechargeable pet clipper kit has a self-sharpening high-carbon steel blade. It's specifically designed for animals. And I want you to notice right here, I wish this was TV so you could see our very own Vanna White in the studio. Showing it Dem- off Demonstrating the... the, yes, the, the can can I come in the studio and see it? Because, you know, with this Bob Barker microphone, I'm actually in a different room. We actually have to time, put you so. in a different room because it's like, yeah. what, a six-foot microphone is what you it's have? Actually, 16 feet, 34 inches. It's growing. Wow. Oh, you wish. <laughs> We're, we're, we're talking about a microphone, by the way. You know who we have on the phone? This is cool. A uh, comedian from Boston, Brian Donnelly, is joining us. Hey, Brian, how are you doing? Hey, everybody. How's it going? Very good. Very good. Well, you're the only comedian that I know that's actually using your dog in your act. <laughs> yeah, somewhat. Uh, he's he's sort of like your... Uh, he's, is he the straight dog in the act? How does that work? Yeah, he is our, he is our comedy muse. Uh, for some reason, ever since we got bt in november uh, i feel like we've been pushing out uh better stuff than the the five plus years i've been in boston did you say bt bt <laughs> yeah. that's the yeah, name that's his name BT, uh for boston terrier oh that's creative <laughs> very that's <laughs> very unoriginal i gotta say <laughs> i'm sorry i'm gonna the be best, honest here <laughs> the, the best is people are like uh what's the name and i'm like bt and they're like uh, what's that stand for? And I was like, you're going to hate me when I say it. <laughs> it's for Boston Terrier. <laughs> well, I noticed. Brian, what? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Now. I was just going to say, what What gave you the idea? I mean, you're sitting around the apartment. You're looking at your dog. You're, you've got a great act already. Like, What gave you the idea to put the dog in the act? Um, you know, honestly, it was, he is, I, I've never had a Boston Terrier before. He just has almost a, almost like a human personality. So, um, yeah, when we started writing stuff, actually we're, we're working on, uh, getting some more stuff written and filming it with him, but basically making him, uh, the focal point for a couple of, uh, a couple of our sketches, which is great. Well, you have a web series, is that correct? Yeah, right now, uh, yep, we just launched one uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, it's called Step Friends. Uh, it's about two, two guys who, uh, it's me and my friend, uh, a buddy of mine from up here, Mike Baraggio, and uh, it's about two guys who grew up as best friends, and then I go ahead and I, I married his mother, and now I'm his stepfather. Uh, oh. <laughs> and it's just this, but honestly, um, the first five we've done barely, barely explore that, and it's just like these, these it's just dumb ideas that we figured that was a good connector between the whole thing, but uh, the next the the other ones we're shooting are going to um, do more flashbacks. Where can we find these? Uh, if you check out, I'm, I'm, if you go to Facebook, uh, probably Facebook, if you look up Step Friends, um, it's facebook.com slash Step Friends with a Z. Uh, just Step Friends, all one word with a Z. There's uh, there's a few out, and then we actually have some other sketches that are um, that are more like Boston. There's one we did about Fenway Park that it looks like a sports documentary. 
by, it turns out it's about this uh, Popeye's chicken that's by this my family. Just worth giving it a look. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll link to that from AnimalRadio.com. Now, I noticed in your press release, you mentioned the very same thing that uh, that happens to me on my phone. All the pictures on my damn phone are of yeah. my cats and my dogs. There's not a human to be found. This is uh, obviously the same with you, right? Uh, yeah, we have. Uh, funny enough, just this morning, uh, my wife and I were walking to grab a cup of coffee, and we found this. Never even noticed it was there. Walked in this part of um, in Somerville, which is like right outside of Boston. Walked around this area all the time and noticed this huge, um, I guess it's like a some type of fuse box or something like that, like some big piece of uh, city machinery or whatever. And there's this huge Boston Terrier you're painting on it. So we took a picture of BT sitting next to that. So it looks, uh, yeah, yeah, I just put that on Instagram. It's like everything is just either, you know, my dog or, you know, inane pictures of other junk around the city. So, Brian, what does is, what is BT do in the act? I mean, does it like he sit there, watch you tell jokes, and then roll over and play dead when you bomb? Or what does he do? <laughs> well, in these ones... Uh, in the Step Friends we have now, uh, the last one he's in it, but because, but, uh, for the most part, he, in the other ones, he's gonna be, we have this one that we're gonna film where basically he becomes, uh, where I had, where the idea is that I adopt a dog, and then the dog ends up becoming basically my master. And the dog's kind of bosses me around, and, like, we get a crate for the dog, and it ends up, like, having me sleep in the crate and stuff like that, so. That's kind of where it's at now. That's funny. I am glad that you're bringing him into the act there. I hope you're uh, splitting the commission there or splitting whatever you get. (laughs) I feel like he he has the best deal in the house now anyway. Does he have an agent? Because Hal would like to be his agent. (laughs) I think he'd love it. Well, Brian, we we appreciate you joining us today. and uh, give, Give BT a big old hug from all of us, if you will. I will. Thanks for having me. Okay, there you go. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Is he gone? Okay, I just want to mention. Have you ever noticed comics generally in the morning they're not very funny. In the in the evenings they're really really funny, but in the mornings they're just they. I don't know. It has something to do with all the nightclubs. Alcohol. Stuff. Maybe I'm having another stroke. <laughs> I don't think he came out of the how first would we, one. How could we tell? That's the thing. How would yeah, we know? Exactly. <laughs> Before we go, I want to mention that next weekend we have Emmy Lou Harris. Is that correct? The one and only. This will be this will be her second time on Animal Radio, and she's having a concert called Wolfstock, and she'll be joining us and telling us about that all next week, right here as we celebrate our 601st show, right here on Animal Radio. <laughs> This is Carrie Andy Nava from Dance with the Stars. Don't forget to stay new to your animals, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by... Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs. Kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes. Repels biting flies and kills lice. Animal Radio. We'll head back to the phones in just a second. We've been talking about de herbs the last couple of weeks, and right now we have the top dog over at de herbs on the phone with us, AD Dolphin. Do you just like just to be called AD? Yeah, everyone calls me AD. Uh, um, you know, I've been AD since I was a kid. 
Um, it's short for Amon Dolphin, and it's just something that sticks. Well, we'll go ahead and do that. People around here call me ADD, but uh, <laughs> I have a very short attention span. Well, we've been talking about the herbs for a couple of weeks now, and I figured it would be great to bring you on. Tell the listeners a little bit about the herbs. Well, basically, uh, the herbs is a health company trying to start a new health revolution and created some really great products to go along with it. For the humans, we have a, a cleanse. It's called the full body cleanse. It cleans out all the major eliminative channels. Your gallbladder, your heart, your liver, your colon, your spleen, your lungs, your kidneys, your gallbladder, just every, all your eliminative channels just flushes out all the impurities and all those particular organs. So we thought it would be great if we came up with one for um, pets. So we came up with the doggy detox and then also there's a kitty detox. How does that work so for our pets? Well, it cleans out their major eliminative channels because today we're starting to notice that more domestic animals are having basically degenerative diseases such as humans. Oh, and yes. what I mean by that, you're having animals that have diabetes. You're having animals that have, you know, arthritis. There, it's all because of the foods that they're consuming, and it's the same thing going on in humans. I want to encourage people to go over to the website. How many products do you have? <laughs> I mean, uh, hundreds, it seems you like. you got about uh, 400-some products. Holy wow. moly. Okay. The website, dherbs.com, of course, we'll link to it from animalradio.com. If you're driving along, everything you've heard on today's show, by the way, you'll uh, find links over at animalradio.com. Let's go ahead and take one for Joy Turner. Hey, Karen, how are you doing? Oh, okay. What's going on? Well... I had to put my dog to sleep in January, blue, and I'd like to see if if she's got any feedback from him or if he's, you know, moved on or still around here with me. Okay, and hold on a second. I've tried to get a couple other pets, but then they just didn't work out, and um, I'm still attached to him. And he says to tell you that that's why you're having an issue getting another dog, because you have to make a space for another dog in your life, and he feels like he's taking up that space. He's wondering if not being so close to you from a spirit perspective would be a better thing for you so that you would have more room for a new dog to fill up your physical heart with, too. So he wants to know how you feel about that. Blue was such an ideal dog for me and companion that it's going to be hard finding another animal to replace him. He said, well, good then, Mom. Let him tell you how to do this. You don't have to replace him. What you're looking for, he said, what you really drove you to him was the connection that the two of you had at your heart level. Mm-hmm. And he said, you're not going to ever find another dog to replace that spot in your heart because that's his spot. But there's more spots in your heart. So all you have to do is go looking for another dog that fills your heart and not try to compare that dog to him and not try to have that dog fill his spot. I see. He tells me there is another dog there waiting for you. Okay. He says, so the next time you're going to call in to the show here, he wants you to tell us how wonderful your new puppy is. Okay. And he says, will you do that for him? I'll try. He says, you know, he loves you very much, and he wouldn't tell you these things if they weren't for your best good. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Hi, this is Elaine Boozler on Animal Radio. Stay in to your pets and some of your exes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Patrick, hey Patrick, how are you? I'm okay. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. Where are you calling from today? I'm in Iowa today. Okay. And what can we do for you? Well, I have this dog. She's uh, uh, four years old, four, about four years, three months old. I've had her for four years. And she. I drive a truck for a living, so we spend a lot of time in a semi-truck, which she does really well. But when we go home and in my car... She's just a spastic. I, I'm afraid she's going to have a puppy stroke one of these days. <laughs> do you get in the car with her, just like you do the truck? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if we go, you know, she, she, she always wants to get in a car, but once that car gets to moving, she's just running back and forth, crying and whining and screaming and or, and just, it's frightening. How how big is your dog? What kind of dog you got? She's a Schnauzer and Yorkie mix, about 21, 22 pounds. You know, it's really, really cool. My suggestion for you really quick is just to put a crate in there, put your dog in a crate in the car, okay, okay. if you want to do it really quickly, and then just take off and see what she does. If she acts all calm in the crate, you're good to go. If she gets all crazy in the crate, don't talk to her. Don't look at her. Don't pay any attention. Only give her attention when she's quiet. And if she does go crazy in the crate, then what you want to do to teach her to ride in cars is, again, keep your car parked in the driveway and sit in the car with your dog. Don't even move the car. Just sit in, right. the, in the car. And when the dog mellows out, you tell her, good dog. And then right. you start the car and you sit in the driveway. And when the dog mellows out, you tell her, good dog. And then you take a trip around the block and you progress it from there. But try a crate. You know, because the truck rides differently from a car, and she might be getting just motion sickness and fear because of all the windows, which, she, you know, a truck doesn't have all those windows. It's like a, it's like a traveling right. house. It's like a traveling right. house, so she probably doesn't get that sense of movement in the truck like she does in the car. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, you might have something there, because it seems like if we just take a cruise down to the lake and drive around slow, she's not as bad. But when I go on highway speeds... It's just unbelievable. Yeah, she's afraid of the sounds, the G-forces, uh, the instability of the turning. So, you know, put her in a crate. Put, put a crate okay. in the car. Anchor the crate so the crate can't move. And I right. probably, I, I bet you she'll be really cool inside the crate and, and uh, calm and confident in the crate. Well, that's a great idea. I could put that crate on the back of the Harley, too, then, right? Oh, see, now that would be a different thing. That would be, you'd have to really get your dog acclimated to that slowly, baby steps, because you could freak her out real easily. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I, you know I think that idea with the crate, yeah, that sounds like a pretty logical idea, actually. Yeah, it's all logic with dogs. You know, when you take the emotion out of it and you really start to watch them and pay attention to their bodies and what they're doing, you can figure right. out whether they're happy or they're afraid or whether they're getting anxious or fearful, and then you can act accordingly. It's people's emotions get in the way. People's human emotions get in the way of them being good dog trainers. Right, right. Well, hey, I appreciate that advice. I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm going to try that. All right, buddy. Thank you. 
Always right, thank you. Take care, Patrick. Drive carefully. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Let's uh, head to line four. Is that correct, Judy? Yes. And let's we take have that caller, Deborah, on for Alan. Hey, Deborah. Thanks for waiting on hold there. Yes, you're welcome. I have a, a question about my Boston Terrier. What's going on? Go ahead, Deb. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm listening, Deb. I'm li- Dr. Fraser Crane here. I'm listening. <laughs> okay. All right. I drive a truck long distance, and while we're out on the road, he does great. But when we go home for time off, he decides to urinate in the house. I don't know what to do about it. And, uh, Deb, see, Deb, here's the thing. Your dog might be a little confused. Um, do you have a routine when you get home? Do you have a routine for taking your dog out? Do you take him out uh, certain times during the day? Yes, he has the backyard fence in, so, you know, he goes out constantly. But do you take him out personally? Oh, I don't. All right, no. sweetie, here's what you here's what you need to do. So dogs pee in the house for just a couple of different reasons. It, it seems complicated, but a lot of times it's either separation anxiety, they're marking their territory, uh, they can't hold it, they get excited, or they're being submissive. And the best way to eliminate that is to put your dog on a schedule and take him out uh, at distinct times during the day. So you would basically, after he eats, take him out. First thing in the morning, take him out. Uh, before he goes to bed, take him out. And a couple of times scattered during the day. Don't wait for the dog to tell you he needs to go out. Take him out on a leash. And as soon as he starts going outside, tell him what a good dog he is. Have you been reprimanding him or punishing him when he goes in the house? Yes, he's putting time out. Yeah, don't don't punish him when he goes in the house because a lot of times they don't know why they're being punished. They don't make the connection. Sometimes when you punish a dog in the house for going to the bathroom, they think you're punishing them because they're going to the bathroom in front of you. You know, so it's kind of like you got to take them outside and spend more time praising them and rewarding them, much less time punishing them. It, it works way better when you praise and 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 you reward a dog than when you punish a dog because it confuses them. They don't know why they're being punished much of the time. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. All right, girl, you okay, try that out and out. keep on trucking. Hey, before you go, what are you hauling? Um, I got on medical supplies today. Oh, that's beautiful. How much can I have? <laughs> have to find me first. <laughs> <laughs> Thank well, you. Good luck to you, girl. You have a good day. Thanks. Thanks for your call, Deborah. Well, that's all we have time for today. It just blew by. I want to thank Brian Donnelly for joining us, as well as Heidi Hubner. Am I pronouncing her last name right? Hubner. Hubner. Thank you so much, Heidi, for being on Animal Radio. Don't forget you can get your fix of Animal Radio over at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android. It's free, and you can ask your questions right from the application. Check out Dr. Debbie's books, Yorkshire Terrier, Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friends, and, of course, Joey Villani's line of waterless shampoos, all of them over at AnimalRadio.com. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network.